Freedom of Species would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast today. We pay our respect to the elders of all of the lands on which we meet across Australia. Today that we have uh, Bronwyn Curry from the Animal Justice Party joining us for a chat. So Bronwyn is the Animal Justice Party Victoria lead Senate candidate, and Bronwyn is a seasoned campaigner. She's been a candidate for Animal Justice Party in the past, and she's a long-term resident of Melbourne's Bayside area. So we're really excited to have uh, Bronwyn join us today and have a discussion with us. Hi, Bronwyn, how are you? Hi, Caroline, thank you so much for having me. I am terrific and I'm really excited to be on Freedom of Species with you. Oh, thanks for joining us. Our listeners might know that you have joined us before. We had a chat with, a little while ago with Adam about sea spiracy, and I know you're really um, passionate about sea life and the fact that many people do not actually know what they're subjected to in, um, in modern society. But today we're actually going to talk about um, Animal Justice Party and your campaign and I thought we'd start off by talking about the ban live export rallies that happened on the weekend. So there was a fantastic um, rally here in Melbourne, in Nam, and you were one of the speakers. Would you like to talk to us about that? Absolutely. Uh, we had, the Animal Justice Party had a national day of action on uh, banning live export on this past weekend. We had um, rallies and events happening um, in, oh goodness, let me think, uh, there was a roadside event in Townsville because um, a lot of live export um, ships leave from the port of Townsville. There was an event in Brisbane. There was a large event in Sydney. Tasmania had one about a week ago. There's an upcoming one in WA. Um, and uh, Melbourne, of course, was was on Sunday. And, and the reason it was so important to hold these were because the government recently announced that they were winding back um, the, the period um, of live export during the Middle Eastern summer. So they're, they're in fact extending it um, by two weeks against all scientific advice, which means that, you know, they're, they're basically ignoring animal welfare and the wishes of the Australian people really, um, you know, who, who don't want live export to continue. It's cruel, it's unnecessary. And with the federal election coming up, it was just a really important time uh, to give the federal government the message that many Australians are against it. So we took to the streets and we did it well. Yeah, fantastic. It's interesting, thinking back to the last federal election, so, you know, three years ago, um, I do remember there being quite a groundswell um, amongst voters who were being leafleted, um, you know, with Animal Justice Party material, who really recognise how um, atrocious and deplorable um, live export is. So people who might have had, um, shall I say, more conservative, uh, you know, political leanings themselves, like a lot of people, like I heard, you know, talking about how atrocious that was. And and I wonder whether there's been a growing awareness over years following the incredible expose that Animals Australia did back in, you know, 2011. But have you seen a, um, a change or, or an increase in the awareness of, of live exports even since the last federal election yourself? Oh, I think so. It's an issue that hasn't gone away. It's just that the government is trying to ignore it because obviously, um, you know, uh, people, members of parliament are invested in it. Um, and this particular government, the LNP government, have uh, a lack of willingness, I guess, um, 
to move on the climate emergency and animal agriculture is a part of that. Um, and they just, they just refuse. They're, they're motivated by profit rather than, you know, animal welfare or indeed the welfare of workers in, in that industry as well. So uh, I think support for banning live export has absolutely grown. Mm. Uh, it is a decision, I think, by government to ignore or minimise um, the will of the people to, to have it banned. And that's why um, the Animal Justice Party and a number of other organisations who also support bringing live export to an end um, are determined to keep it on the federal agenda because it is a federal issue. Uh, and that's why, that's why we had the marches. So, mm. you know, the Animal Justice Party is the only political party in Australia dedicated purely to animal protection, but we are about animals, people, and the planet. So we we will keep making it a federal issue. And it's just interesting that the Liberal National Party, as I said, have, have extended the season and Labor have yet to announce what their live export policy is, mm. which is why it was so crucial to hold this rally now because there's yeah. still two and a half weeks to the election. There is still time for Labor to announce their policies in relation to banning live export because in the previous federal election, as you say, um, Labor had said that they would end mm, it. Um, right. And so, with as I say, with two and a half weeks ago, it'll be really interesting to see um, what stance they take and whether they actually release any policies or not. And so regardless of that, our um, nationwide actions put it back on the agenda. And I think the fact that in a pandemic that people are prepared to leave their homes to yeah. come out and you know, listen to speakers and petitions um, shows the Australian people are behind banning live exposed so many exposés and everyone is aware of just the horrific nature of this industry. Mm. And, um, you know, we'll, we will keep doing what we do until we're successful in having it ended. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, it's fair to say in Melbourne, um, in Nam on Sunday, I thought there was a really good turnout of people. I know, as you say, there are a lot of people who are um, not attending public events at this time. You know, we do still have a really high number of uh, COVID-19 cases in, in Victoria. So, you know, some people, you know, are very wary of that and I completely respect that. Um, it was a fantastic event. It was really motivating, inspiring to hear all of the speeches. I thought we might just sort of go through um, who spoke. Of course, um, your good self, Bronwyn, as the Animal Justice Party Victoria lead Senate candidate and also the state convener of Animal yep. Justice Party. And we could talk a little bit more um, about that shortly. There was also um, Angie Medic who people know is a MP in the Victorian Parliament. Chris Delfors, who's also um, running in the federal election as AJP Vic Senate candidate. And Chris is the director of Dominion and the founder of the Farm Transparency Project. Uh, it was wonderful also to hear from Pam Ahern, founder of Edgar's Mission, that, you know, a wonderful, uh, wonderful sanctuary that many of us have enjoyed visiting. And I was also really pleased to hear from um, Emma Harkinson, who's the founder yeah. of Collective Fashion Justice. So, you know, all in all, it was a fantastic um, team and it was a great lineup of speakers. And I thought, you know, you always really motivated us. And just going back to the point about Labor, that they have not yet announced what their um, position is on live export. Uh, Angie Medic was encouraging us all to contact our um, federal Labor MPs mm. and try and get an answer from them, get a response from them on what their position actually is. So I strongly would encourage um, any of our listeners who are in Victoria, and I am in Victoria, um, to do that. Um, you know, I think we deserve to know what their position is so we can make an informed uh, decision. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, I would encourage every voter, whatever your um, particular passion or interest is, 
talk to your local member of parliament and ask them what are they doing about this particular issue and in terms of ending live export please call those MPs better yet go and knock on their door go to their yeah. local office and say yeah. I would like to know please and let's let's see what they say I think that that's you know one of the greatest things that you can do because um you know it's it's really difficult to avoid issues when there's a person in front of you. Yeah, most definitely. Demanding an answer on something that is a really important election issue to you as an individual. Mm. Yeah, so do that. Go talk to your MPs. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's all do it. All right. Well, look, I have asked Bronwyn if she would share her speech from the ban live export rally um, with listeners. It was something that really inspired uh, many of us and, you know, we'd love to share it with, with listeners. So to you, Bronwyn. Okay. Thank you. And I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, actually, there was a, there was an amazing crowd um, and I had some wonderful feedback about my speech, so I'm, I'm actually really happy to share it again here. So thank you. Um, okay, here we go. My name is Bronwyn Curry. I'm the convener of the Animal Justice Party in Victoria. I'm Victoria's lead Senate candidate for the federal election also. We held the live export rally in Nam on Sunday on the land of the Bunurong and Wurundjeri Woiwurrung peoples of the Eastern Kulin Nation, and I as always, pay my respects to elders past and present and to any young people listening. I've lived in the Bayside area of Melbourne for most of my life and I've also lived in the Victorian countryside and I've been able to see a lot of the world as well. I lived overseas as a child and I've travelled to almost 40 other countries in the world. These experiences have given me the privilege of experiencing the way vulnerable people are treated in other countries um, animals, First Nations peoples, women, the disabled, LGBTQIA+, and people experiencing homelessness, and so on. I choose to live in the Bayside suburbs on Bunurong land in the Kulin Nation because I strongly feel that this place is my home. I don't think that I could live anywhere where there wasn't water because I have a really strong connection to it. And the area where I live has a really rich Aboriginal heritage with incredible Ramsar wetlands that, that meet the bay. And I'd like to acknowledge the continuous connection of land and sea that Aboriginal people have. Um, and this is their land. Um, and I, I feel very privileged um, to be living here. So, I really appreciated the fact that people left their homes on a Sunday morning to come to the symbolic place of our Victorian Parliament to tell our government that we demand kinder treatment of animals in our country. The Animal Justice Party is a political party uh, established in 2009 to secure the interests of animals and nature through Australia's democratic institutions of government. Our vision is a planet on which animals and nature have the right to live and thrive, free from negative human interference, and a human society which functions with kindness and compassion within its ecological limits as a responsible member of the Earth community. The Animal Justice Party seeks to foster respect, kindness, and compassion towards all species, particularly in the way governments design and deliver initiatives and the manner in which these initiatives function. Live export is a federal issue. The Animal Justice Party roundly condemns the government's changes to live export summer bans, and live export is firmly on the federal election agenda. It's very clear that most Australians want the cruel live export trade to end in all its forms. And these rallies give people an opportunity to express their opposition to the live export trade ahead of the election. The easing of the ban on live sheep shipments from Australia to the Middle East during the heat of the northern summer, announced recently by the Department of Agriculture, Water and Environment, is a retrograde decision that will cause significant animal suffering in what is an already cruel trade. Following its recent review, 
of the live sheep trade from Australia during the hottest months of the year, which included submissions from the Animal Justice Party, animal protection organisations and the community, the department apparently caved to pressure from live exporters to relax the ban. Live export voyages to the Middle East from Australia can take up to three weeks, during which animals are subjected to heat stress, overcrowding, inadequate access to food and water, illness and distress from having to lie and stand in their own excrement. It's illegal to load heavily pregnant sheep onto live export ships, and yet it happens, and countless lambs have been born and died at sea on the death ships. Over a million sheep are exported alive on ships each year from Australia. Once they reach their destinations, the surviving animals are subjected to brutal handling and slaughter methods that would be illegal in Australia, including being shoved into car boots, dragged through the streets, leg tendon slashing, eye gouging, beatings, and fully conscious slaughter in front of their fellows. It's disingenuous of the minister, David Littleproud, to claim that the department's decision is independent of government when successive coalition governments have unambiguously supported and enabled the live export trade to continue. Extensive scientific evidence of the detrimental, often lethal effects of heat stress for sheep on board live export ships, plus multiple investigations and exposés of the horrific conditions experienced by animals on board, shows us that once again, animal welfare is relegated below the profits of a few operators. Indeed, it is almost 40 years since a Senate committee said that if the future of live export was made on welfare grounds alone, the trade would end. It appears nothing has changed since 1985. Why is it that this government does not care about the vulnerable? Why is it that welfare is not a significant enough reason to stop cruel practices? The live export industry's lack of social licence due to shifting community attitudes on the welfare of farmed animals could pose a significant risk to sustainability. Recent studies show that up to 95% of Australians are concerned about the treatment of farm animals. Farm animal welfare in Australia to be an issue to some degree. It is also impossible to consider the future of the live export trade from Australia to the Middle East at any time of the year without considering the impact of climate change. The Middle East is warming at twice the global average and by 2050 it will be four degrees Celsius warmer compared with the one and a half degree mark that scientists have prescribed to save humanity. The government wants to maintain a viable live sheep export trade, as well as to uphold Australia's reputation as an exporter of high quality livestock. However, the Animal Justice Party is adamant that animal welfare should be of primary importance and not assist the trade to improve its profitability because we have a moral and ethical responsibility to provide animals with good welfare outcomes. The Animal Justice Party is also concerned about welfare issues concerning crew members on these ships and the greater cost to human health that could occur should there be an outbreak of another zoonotic disease as a result of cramming animals together on vessels under stressful conditions. The Animal Justice Party has always advocated for plant-based diets as the best way to improve animal welfare, to lessen carbon emissions and to improve human health. We also believe that there's a lot of opportunity in this sector for Australian farmers as the global shift towards plant-based foods gains momentum around the world. Live export has truly lost its social licence with 75% of Australians opposing the industry. Australia's animal welfare reputation is poor, ranking at an embarrassing D on the World Protection's Animal Protection Index, especially in comparison with that of our neighbour New Zealand, who rate an A, along with Austria, Switzerland and the United Kingdom. This animal welfare reputation is affecting our standing in the global community. 
to transition away from live export instead of attempting to rationalise that it's acceptable to send animals on an exhausting journey overseas only to be killed in ways which would be illegal in Australia. A collective social conscience should not allow it. It has been in, in my nature always to be involved in my community and so from my earliest memories I've recognised injustice and tried to advocate um, for the vulnerable to, to correct injustice where, where I found it um, for animals and for society and including climate change activism as that affects us all. Um, and so I guess a long life journey, I've had many experiences for which I'm grateful, all of them really, because they are lessons, there, there are lessons in, in everything that we experience. And the sum of my experiences brings me to where I am today, which is in leadership positions in both the women's rights and animal rights movements. And both of them intersect for me. So I recognise my privilege in these movements and I strive to use my opportunities to elevate the voices of those who don't have the same opportunity. Aboriginal women are one of the groups at highest risk of family violence in our society. The causes include gender, colonisation, intergenerational trauma and discrimination, Elder women, disabled women, young women are also among those who are victimised at much higher rates. Older women are among the highest rate of growing homelessness in Australia. Women have always spoken out for the vulnerable and defenceless because they have a lived experience of a society that is fundamentally unequal and unfair. And it's no surprise to me that the membership of the Animal Justice Party consists of almost 80% women. And when the mother of feminism, Mary Wollstonecraft, published The Vindication of the Rights of Women in 1792, her arguments for women's rights were held up to ridicule on the basis that if the argument for equality was sound when applied to women, why would it not be applied to dogs, cats and horses? Well, why not? And in fact, sheep and goats and camels and any other animal you care to name. Species and sexism share the same justifications for exploitation and control of fertility and sexuality. The live export industry is not worthy of government support. The federal election will be held on May 21. And I asked the crowd on the weekend, do you agree with me that it is time to end live export? And the answer was resounding. It is time to ban it. And the chant on the day was no ban, no vote, keep the animals off the boats. A vote for the Animal Justice Party is a vote to ban live export. When you vote on May 21 or before at pre-polls, please put the Animal Justice Party at number one and together let's end exploitation because we will ban live export. Thank you. Thanks so much for sharing that, Bronwyn. That was absolutely incredible. And yeah, they, I really feel there is such a groundswell of support against um, live export. So I really do hope that people actually um, do contact their local federal uh, Labor federal member and ask them if they are elected, what is their position going to be? And, um, you know, really be able to make an informed choice for themselves with this upcoming election. Yeah, I think that's really important, you know, and, and whilst we had a terrific turnout to the rallies and particularly the Melbourne rally in terms of people who physically came, we had a much greater presence online. So I think that that's really, really important to take into account as well. And, you know, the number of, of people who signed the online petition um, and, and who were active on social media and sent messages and so forth just shows it's very important to the Australian people and they need to know from both major parties, what are your policies in relation to live export? Exactly. Yeah, fantastic. All right, well, we might go to a song now. And so the first song that Bronwyn's chosen is Steer by Missy Higgins. So tell us about that choice, please, Bronwyn. I love that song. And 
it just, it really resonates for me. And whenever I need to be motivated, uh, you know, I just play it on repeat. And it, it was important and motivating to me at a really, I guess, sad, challenging time of my life where I um, was going through divorce um, and I have five children and they were very young at the time. And, um, you know, I had been in a marriage where there was family violence, not physical violence, but um, psychological um, abuse and so on. And I had lost my sense of self. I didn't know who I was anymore. Um, and I, I really was, I guess, a shell of who I had been formerly, um, you know, when I had a a really important and successful career and, and all these other great things going on in my life. And I had really been reduced to a doormat at this point in my life. And I was I was trying to find a way back. And I heard this song one day and I thought, that's it. I'm no longer going to let things happen to me. I am steering my way forward. And that's why that song is so important to me. That is so incredible, Bronwyn. I mean, I'm sorry to hear about all of that adversity and the things that you face, but it's amazing when there's a song like that that is so pivotal for you and, it, you know, you hark back to a certain um, point in time, but also you see how far you've actually come since that time. That's so here it is. This is Steer with Missy Higgins.
I think 3CR is the voice of the people speaking back to the establishment and telling them what they think and sometimes it's something they don't want to hear. Talking to Bronwyn Curry. Bronwyn is the uh, lead Senate candidate for Animal Justice Party in Victoria and we've just been discussing uh, live export. But I think now we'll actually talk about um, your campaign, Bronwyn, for the federal election. So, you know, as discussed in Australia, the federal election is May 21st, so not long now. How have things been going for you in your campaign um, to this point? I have been having a wonderful time. (laughs) I really have. I love campaigning. I have campaigned for the Animal Justice Party um, a few times now. I think uh, when I I first joined the party, um, I actually went along to an information session and I just felt at the time this is my place in the world, this is where I need to be and this is what I need to be doing and effectively signed up on the spot and, and became a candidate in, a, in the state election. And since then, um, you know, it, it, it was true. My, my sense that I had found my, my place and my passion um, was absolutely right. And so I love working for the party. I am absolutely motivated to do everything that I can politically to improve animal protections in the country and to have been pre-selected by the Animal Justice Party to be the lead Senate candidate for Victoria. It makes me feel immensely proud um, with a massive sense of responsibility. (laughs) Um, But I'm really enjoying it and I love meeting people um, and hearing what's important to them. Um, and especially people who work in um, the animal rights and animal advocacy areas because there are just so many terrible things happening to animals in our country and our reputation overseas really is is very poor. Um, We don't look after our native wildlife. Um, Mm, mm. Koalas are becoming extinct. Um, Americans pay for Australians to kill their national icon to turn them into um, football shoes. I don't understand why people aren't outraged at what is happening to kangaroos. It's just so incredibly outrageous. It really is. And so many other animals and what's happening with climate change in terms of animal agriculture in our country. Um, And there's just so much wrong and there's so much that needs to be done. And the Animal Justice Party isn't going to hold government, but we will make damn fine crossbenchers. And our our party is not just a single issue party. We really are about animals, people and the climate because it all intersects. And yep. so everywhere I go and everything I do, I am talking to people about how do we make our country better? How, what's important to them? And I think that that, that actually is probably the most important thing about my campaign. I want to hear from people. People don't want to hear me talking. I need to hear from them. What do they want? What do they want their political leaders to champion for them in Parliament? And we know Australians are, you know, a people of animal lovers. We absolutely know that. There's been plenty of, um, you know, reports and, and research done on that. And it's linked to climate change. It's It's linked to who we are as a society and we need to, I believe, move away from everything in the election being about the economy because without a society there isn't an economy, right? Let's let's care about each other. Let's bring back kindness and I think that actually that's, that's a really important point. The Animal Justice Party is the only political party who has a solid set of values and those values are kindness, equality, rationality and non-violence and they guide everything that we do and I think it's important for people to know that and I try and spread kindness wherever I go. Um, Mm. That does not mean I am a pushover because I would love dearly to be in federal parliament um, and uh, putting forward legislation and debating bills that are going to make our country a better place for animals, people and the planet. Yeah, yeah. 
Fantastic. Thanks, Bonwin. So as you were talking about, um, you know, as you're moving around, um, you know, campaigning and meeting with people, so, you know, obviously you forged uh, strong relationships with other people involved in animal rights and animal advocacy um, in all sorts of areas. So what would you say to people who care about animals but may be sceptical about uh, politics may be sceptical about whether their vote is actually going to stand for something. Yeah. Um, they look at federal um, federal politics in particular and see a lot of corruption. And so I feel there are a lot of people who really do care about animals. They just don't have confidence or don't have trust in this system. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and completely legitimate, may I say. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, I would say to those people, have a look at the Animal Justice Party website. We have, um, as, as I mentioned just, just earlier, we are not a, um, a single issue party. We care, we really do care about animals, people on the planet. Um, they, they are all interconnected. And on our website, you will find all of our policies and positions um, and in particular, you know, our, our um, election um, platform. So corruption is a really big issue. People care about it. And the Animal Justice Party is certainly in favour um, uh, for an ICAC and, you know, also an independent office of animal protection as well because you can't have the people making the laws about how to effectively slaughter animals also be responsible for protecting them. It's just... Yeah, yeah. it doesn't work, does it? just doesn't work, no, right? And so self-regulation, we know it doesn't really work and, and that uh, applies across the board in so many different situations, I guess. So, so I know because I'm also the organiser of Melbourne Goat Save and Melbourne Fish Save. And in the past, pre-pandemic, when we had um, vigils and so on for animals, I, I would say to people, do you know about the Animal Justice Party? And I was truly surprised that many animal rights activists didn't really know much about the Animal Justice Party. Mm. So I try to reach as many people in as many ways as I can and let them know that we are here, we are um, a serious political party. And I think uh, now that, um, you know, we're coming up to a state election this November in Victoria, which will be very, very important. So in Victoria, we already have one Animal Justice Party Member of Parliament, and that's Andy Medic, who's a very wonderful MP. And I think if people look at what he has achieved already in the three years that he's been a Member of Parliament, the wins for animals in Victoria is just astonishing. And, uh, you know, looking at New South Wales, where we have two Members of Parliament, and again, some of the achievements are just amazing. You know, we're talking about funding for animal rescues. We're talking about getting shelter um, for livestock, inverted commas. Um, and, you know, in Victoria, we banned puppy farming. Like, it just, mm -hmm. there's so many things, so, so many, many things. And um, that can only improve with the more elected members of parliament that we have. And so, of course, every state has their different issues and, and I guess the different animal protections um, that need to be considered. But the biggest one federally, and this is why it would be so important for everyone who cares about animals to vote, to have an Animal Justice Party senator elected, because federally we really want to shut down live export. It is just so important, you know. Um, so I would say to people, we are the only party doing anything. We're dedicated to animal protection. Vote for us, put the Animal Justice Party at number one, and then put whoever you want to vote for after that. Voters decide who they vote for. If you put the Animal Justice Party at number one and we don't get in, then your vote goes to whoever else you vote for. It's a Effectively voting twice. And if we don't get in, you're telling the party that you normally vote for, you care about animals. 
And that's a really, really important message. So vote one, AJP, and then whoever you normally vote for. That would be a wonderful thing for everyone who cares about animals to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And look, alongside um, live export, which I know is a huge, um, huge campaign for AJP, I also was reading about the campaign to, you know, permanently, obviously, and significantly change the treatment of animals um, in their environment and to be highlighting the fact that, you know, infectious diseases in people that are emerging from animals, so zootonic um, you know, diseases, are on the increase and are only going to continue to increase because we're not prepared to change the way that we treat animals, the fact that we consume animals. Um, you know, we're really doing a huge disservice to, of course, animals and ourselves. So the rise of antimicrobial resistance is increasing and, yes. you know, we're going to see um, that drug-resistant diseases could cause up to 10 million deaths each year by yep. 2050. Yep. So, you know, as you say, this is intertwined, isn't it? You know, deforestation, you know, tearing down the habitats of wild animals and, you know, allowing a wildlife trade and consuming wild animals only serves to harm, of course, those animals, us and global society by the rise of, um, you know, zootonic diseases. Yes. And, you know, it's fascinating while we are still in the throes of the COVID-19 pandemic, as we discussed in Victoria, we've got the highest number of um, COVID-19 infections that we've had over the last few years and the highest numbers of deaths as well, that we're really not hearing much from other parties about this issue we're really not hearing anything from other parties about this issue it's a bit of an um inconvenient truth perhaps i was just going to say i think i think you've hit it there it's an inconvenient truth right because um so uh, i think it was four corners just just recently uh had an expose on the brazilian um company JBS um, who have, can I use the word infiltrate, been infiltrating Australia and purchasing so many of our businesses when they have horrific, (laughs) horrific incidents of the way they treat animals and employees and the environment. And animal rights activists in Australia have known this for a very long time, especially you and I, Caroline, because we have protested outside one of their facilities together, (laughs) right? To the sounds of the screaming animals inside who are being gassed to death in the most horrific way. And how do people not get that that's a bad thing to do? It's an evil way to treat sentient intelligent animals it's a terrible way to treat the humans who have to work in those places and who take horrors absolute horrors from their jobs home them and it affects their mental health it affects their family life we know it impacts on family and domestic violence and yet this company is able to come into our country and buy up so many australian businesses and operate them where in their own homeland they're being jailed for the way they do business. How is that possible? Yeah. Right? So wouldn't it be great to have someone in our federal parliament who cares about animals and people and the planet? And when big companies, international companies, are trying to come in here and purchase our businesses, there would be someone on the crossbench saying, do you really think that's the best thing that we could be doing for Australia right now? Yeah. Because I would say the answer is no. We know that plant-based businesses are going to be worth a huge amount of money. Um, Already are, and it's growing rapidly, and that is the way to go. That is how we make things better for animals and how we help our climate. It's Mm -hmm. how we can grow our economy 
only good things can come from backing plant-based businesses. Farmers, people say, you know, oh, you're extremists, you, you know, you want to get rid of animal agriculture altogether. And, you know, like ultimately that would be good because that would be the best things for animals and environment, right? But it's not going to happen overnight and the transition needs to be there. And we need a government that's prepared to put money and policies and legislation behind transitioning to new economies, sustainable economies, economies that help people, animals, the planet, Australia. <laughs> so, so yeah, so these things are really, really important to the Animal Justice Party. And absolutely, I think when the pandemic started, um, you know, there was an element of racism looking at, you know, where, where we suspect that the virus came from and all of that. So people were saying, oh, wet markets, you know, foreign countries, very bad. Well, Australia has wet markets. Absolutely. People, absolutely. right? Yeah. People don't get this. <laughs> we absolutely have wet markets in Australia. And mm. it's a problem because this is where these zoonotic diseases come from. So the Animal Justice Party would close animal wet markets in Australia and we would advocate for global bans on wet markets and we want to stop new developments in animal habitat. It's absolutely crucial. Yeah. And we want to end intensive factory farming practices because they just aren't sustainable long-term and they're bad. They're just bad for everyone and everything. So, yeah, really, really important issues that people need to be aware of. Why don't we go to another song? And I think this is a great choice now, as we've just been talking about um, factory farming processes. So the next song we're going to listen to is Descent by Lawless. Tidal waves 
And we're back talking to Bronwyn Curry, the Animal Justice Party Victoria lead candidate. And we don't have that much longer in our time together, Bronwyn. But I did so fast. I did. I know it always goes fast. It really, really does go fast. I do think because we are airing today on Sunday, May 8th, and in Australia, that's Mother's Day. Yes. So I thought we might have a talk about that because so many animals are exploited and abused and used because of their, uh, you know, through through their reproductive um, systems. Whether we're talking about, you know, chickens, which we know are really, you know, probably the most um, exploited animals on the planet, whether we're talking about dairy and we're talking about cows in that awful, horrendous cycle of forced impregnation and calving and milking and, you know, on it goes, or whether we're talking about pigs and what happens with sows. Um, it really is, in a sense, a sad day. I feel, to be yeah. honest, when you when you reflect um, on that. Yeah, I would agree with that. So I guess for people who who aren't involved with animal advocacy, who do consume meat products, it's so sanitized, right? You go to the supermarket. And there's this product that's neatly packaged, it's wrapped, it's labelled. It doesn't look remotely like the animal it comes from. Yeah. Um, and, and the same with milk. And there are so many types of milk from different animals and, you know, all kind of screaming at you, I guess, from that, from that dairy fridge. And it's also homogenous and and... And there's nothing there that indicates that it really even came from an animal, except maybe there's some labelling where there's a happy cow and a nice grassy paddock. But the reality, especially for people who have investigated, you know, or or perhaps protested and been to these places, the lives that these animals live are horrific. Now, I'm an older person. I'm in my 50s. When I was a child, when I was a child, <laughs> you drive around the countryside. I lived in the countryside, right? And there were cows in green fields. And you thought, oh, that's nice. Just one bad day, right? That last day, that's just that one, yeah. So fast forward, and I guess, you know, the learning that I've had on, on, my, on my path as well, animals don't live in nice grassy fields anymore. Most of them live in massive sheds. They never see the sky. They never feel grass underfoot. They are fed hormones and antibiotics because they're all in such closed quarters that that they need to be medicated, Um, you know, and then there's that criticism of vegans, oh, you know, you should eat meat because B12 and iron and all of those sorts of things. Well, you know, B12 comes essentially from grass and that's how cows get their B12, but but I don't eat grass anymore, so it's... Yeah, that's right. That is it's a supplement for the cows too, so everyone should take B12 supplements, not mm. just vegans. So yeah, that has to end. And so I agree with you. Mother's Day is a sad day for so yeah. many reasons. I'm a mum. I have five wonderful kids. Um, but I, I often think, and I've often spent my mother's days in Burke Street, um, yeah. informing people about, you know, the privilege to be able to celebrate having your children with you in your life because so many don't mm-hmm. in the country. Walk along, you know, any road or laneway near a sheep farm and you will see ewes who have died with lambs stuck 
trying to birth them and or they can't or dead lambs because the mother cannot feed all of the lambs that they have use are meant to have one lamb not two not three and not at the massive size that they are now there is something very 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 wrong with our animal farming practices in this country and we need to phase it out absolutely absolutely well, Bronwyn, it has been such a pleasure talking to you. And of course, the time has flown way too fast. But, you know, I would just like to encourage listeners to follow Bronwyn. So Bronwyn Curry, again, is the Animal Justice Party Victoria lead Senate candidate. She's a strong advocate for women's equality, has been very involved with the community over many, many years, and is an extraordinary animal rights advocate so please follow Bronwyn and see what she's doing and please really consider voting for the Animal Justice Party in this federal election. podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.